Hey guys, it's me, Georgia Simmons, the founder of Greedy Vegan, and welcome back to another episode of Catch Ups in My Kitchen. This is a podcast about all things food plant based food, non plant based food, and everything in between. This podcast aims to discover people's food journeys and stories. Because whether you are a professional in sport, work in beauty, or in the food industry itself, everyone's got a story to tell. This podcast means so much to me and Greedy Vegan, so if you do enjoy this episode, please, please like, share and subscribe. I hope you're hungry as there is a lot cooking in this conversation. I'm very excited this week to be joined by Casper Rose, the CEO of Fresh Fitness Food, which is a bespoke nutrition meal delivery service which not only provides you with delicious top quality food, but tailors it to your personal nutritional and physical needs. I'm going to let Casper do the rest of the talking here. So let's jump straight in. Okay, so because I would not do it justice at all, I ask everyone to do an elevator pitch. So 30 seconds, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. 30 seconds. Sure, 30 seconds. My name is Casper Rose. I'm the CEO at Fresh Fitness Food. We're a direct-to-consumer uh, bespoke meal delivery service. So we do bespoke macronutrients, uh, and we weigh out each meal exactly for the customer. And then we deliver that anywhere in the UK. Uh, I myself am a chef originally, uh, and I'm deeply passionate about connecting people with healthy food and solving the problem that is health uh, and food-related uh, issues in the UK. Amazing. That's quite a challenge to try and to try and solve, but we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. I also have quick-fire questions all about food. So because this podcast is food-related, it's good just to get, yeah, just some quick-fire questions. So, pizza or pasta? Pasta. Pasta is actually my favourite food in the whole world. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I would not expect that. I don't know why. I feel like... You'd have probably said something along the lines of like Lebanese or something more like interesting. Interesting. Pasta. I think bolognese is the UK's favorite dish. Yeah. uh, Apparently, but pasta is like just a bowl of joy. It's true. It is true. It is probably the best. Okay, sweet or savory? Ooh, pasta is my favorite food, but ice cream is probably a close second. So I'm gonna say uh, sweet. Mm, I definitely mm-hmm. say sweet. Juicy burger or overloaded salad? Probably overloaded salad. I'm really into salad. I'm almost mm. weird about it. I really? will eat like a bag of rocket, like it's a packet of crisps. Really? Yeah. I also think there's so much you can do with a salad, whereas a burger's a burger. Yeah, like... I just like veg and salad. Mm. Um, cook in or eat out? Great question. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy eating out in restaurants with friends and having kind of like four hour dinners or, mm-hmm. or long lunches when it's sunny is definitely your favorite thing for me. But I also really love cooking, mm-hmm. particularly for other people. So uh, I have recently kind of uh, done up my kitchen and put in a lot of all of my favorite utensils. So at the moment, it's eat in. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with like seeing people's reaction to like your food. I think that's so fun. Yes. Agreed. Uh, okay. Rice or noodles? Noodles. And favorite delivery? Favorite delivery. Great question. Uh, it is probably a kebab kid, 
which sounds terrible, but yeah. <laughs> if anyone's ever been to Kebab Kid in Parsons Green, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's amazing and everything's like pretty high quality that comes out of there, even the falafel. Okay, um, everything enough. is very, very delicious there. Uh, so yeah, probably have to say that. I guess you can't like make your like really good kebab yourself, I guess. Uh, this place is a bit of an institution. Oh, really? Trust me. Yeah, okay. it's great. So I want to touch on first like your Australian background because mm-hmm. I traveled to Australia myself. So the bit of Australia that really sticks out for me is like their lifestyle and like food, health, fitness I feel like that's huge out there so do you think that's had a big influence over fresh fitness food and like how you personally live your life and like how that's kind of been directed through the brand yeah I think my Australian uh, background probably breaks down into two parts so firstly is my parents influence on my attitude towards food I was pretty much entirely plant-based until the age of probably 14 no way um ate kind of avocado instead of baby food my parents said and then you know ate a very uh plant-based diet all all the way through my earlier years never had a mcdonald's i think until i was kind of 14 um and never really had a lot of meat on the on the diet throughout that time um and so my approach to food and and kind of vegetables and eating a really nutrient rich diet was definitely based around my earlier formative years in terms of the, what my parents used to cook um and my dad who's always been hugely into gardening and, and same with my mother um has definitely been an influence on fresh vegetables and fresh produce as far as australia is concerned i think that the uh, gyms per capita in places like Australia or LA um, are often driven by the fact that it's sunnier and people are wearing less clothing. Yeah. And so people are a lot more, I, I want to say body conscious, but that probably then filters into a more healthy concept, which is just health conscious. Um, and so, you know, my background in sports and fitness and stuff like that and being outside a lot definitely influenced how I think about food as well from a macronutrient perspective. So yeah, probably two parts to it so interesting so quick one on the fact that you like were basically plant-based until the age of 14 did that mean that when you then had the freedom to kind of eat whatever you were like really crazy about me or did it have the opposite effect where you were like oh my god I love the diet I've been brought up on so much that I'm now not that bothered about fast food or meat because I feel like it could go either way yeah, I, I definitely don't think there was an immediate shift. And that was probably, I remember sort of trying my first proper steak when I think I was kind of, I think I was 13 and my uh, cousin cooked it for me and he did a really bad job cooking it. And he sort of boiled the thing a little bit in the pan and it was like a really cheap cut of steak. And it was, I was like, why would anybody eat this? Mm. This is awful. Yeah. You know, why are people so into steaks? And so I think that, you know, the, the access and the exposure to um, like animal based proteins in my like teens was probably pretty low quality. And mm-hmm. so I was never that bothered by it. Um, but as I got older and older, I guess that uh, a, I had exposure to better quality things. And then I started working in restaurants. And obviously, all of the restaurants I worked in as a chef had were cooking like animal proteins from fish to, to meat. Uh, and I had exposure to what, you know, well-cooked things were like. And that's when, you know, I was introduced to flavors and, and things that I enjoyed a lot more. So I slowly built my exposure towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that then became like, you know, 
I think there's a lot of great research now around introducing a plant-based diet to an athlete's diet. Um, and I think that it's particularly for people looking to lose weight and things like that. A, a plant-based diet is excellent. Um, and, and rather than say a plant-based diet is excellent, I would say that a meat-based diet is not a prerequisite or a requisite for uh, you know a healthy diet any mm-hmm. longer. Um, but for me, when I was you know in my late teens and started rowing and playing rugby and competing at a fairly high level of sport um animal proteins became a big you know part of the diet back then and were definitely Mm -hmm. pushed upon us back then so yeah that's probably where my meat diet picked up yeah so interesting Mm. so you touched on obviously being a chef Mm -hmm. so do you think that like cooking really great food highlighted to you how people just don't have access to really good food when they cook it at home do you think that kind of had an influence on the food that you prepared for fresh fitness food do you think like you were so aware of like what you made back then and like how because i think generally people don't really know how to cook really well i think Mm -hmm. that's a skill that Mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with Mm -hmm. so do you think yeah was that one of your main influences on on fresh fitness food yeah i have to be careful to not sound elitist but um have you ever seen how the average British person or, or Australian person eats at home? No, but I think when I think about it, I can only imagine actually. But like I'm not, I've, I, like I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, when I first came to the UK and asked people about food and preferences and things like that, your average person, like that, I think one of the number one selling lunches in the city is the Boots meal deal. Which has to be about one of the like lowest nutrient value propositions. Right, yeah. Then when it comes to people cooking in the evenings, uh, you know, whether you index against your friends or you look at what, you know, the UK's favorite dishes are, variety is incredibly low. People typically know how to cook like somewhere between two and six dishes. Yeah. Um, they'll often cook the same thing all of the time, whether it's like pesto pasta right through to like maybe fajitas. Yeah. Um, and if you're nodding listening to this, then, you know, put yourself in that bucket. But <laughs> not that I want to sound elitist about it. I think that everybody has their reasons for how they get, you know, there. And I think that um, you've got to make people excited about food. You've got to build up their curiosity. Um, food is very easy to learn how to cook. Like mm. it's not a difficult skill to have um, or to acquire, but it's something that you've definitely got to want to do. And then you've got to experiment. You've got to spend money on produce. You've got to try different things. You're going to mess it up. You've got to buy recipe books. But there's so much content online out there now. And mm. even whether it's on TikTok recipes or people like Thomas Straker on Instagram or mm. anything else, like there's so much quality content out there that's hopefully inspiring more people to cook. But uh, in answer to your question, I think that uh, with fresh fitness food, we're sort of solving the problem of cooking for people ultimately. Mm. So a lot of people don't want to cook and that might be because they don't know how. Um, and so then they come to us for that solution and, and we obviously provide it. But person on a, on a personal level, rather than sort of stepping back from the fresh fitness food angle, I'm deeply passionate about helping people cook. And mm. I'd love one day to have the time to write a recipe book and help people learn. And, you know, I've taught mates how to cook and I think it's such an amazing skill to have. And, 
that you get so much joy from coming home and cooking in the afternoon and creating something. And mm. for some people, it's just not for them. But I hope that more people become more curious about cooking and that leads to them becoming better, better cooks. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think variety is so key. Like mm. I'm currently trying to do this like 30 plant challenge a week where during a whole week you eat 30 different plants, whether uh-huh. it's fruit, vegetable uh-huh. or herbs. Because I think uh-huh. you get really stuck in the same thing yeah. all the time. What's your go-to? I went through a stage of where I like ate so much hummus. It was like dangerous. I was like, oh, I say dangerous. I probably had like three pots a week, which I actually use quite a lot. That's quite a lot of hummus. So now yeah. I'm like, if I do a food shop, I buy one pot. If I use it up, that's it gone. I've got to wait. Um, but I think variety is so key. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so good to try and like, maybe you always have blueberries and raspberries in the morning, but like throw in blackberries, throw in strawberries, like sure. just to mix it up. Otherwise you can get so bored so well, easily. What do you cook in the evening? Do you cook a lot? Or yeah, loads, loads. I really change it up. Like I never cook the same thing. So I might go okay. ramen, risotto, wow. um, like completely different things. God, risotto is hard. Yeah, but I like to make my own stock out of like wow. leftover stuff. So wow. if I use all that, then it's like really nice to like, I don't know, add different things in. Um, Impressive. But I love cooking. I love it. Like I love cooking for my friends, like you mentioned, and my family. My mm-hmm. family's not really big into food, so I just do all the cooking for them, which I love to do. Impressive. But back to fresh fitness food. So you guys have quite a holistic approach. That's kind of how you think of it, isn't it? Like with the, the food and health and fitness and everything like that. Like mm-hmm. kind of why is that so important for you as a brand? Because I feel like you're one of the only brand food brands out there that kind of thinks about food holistically in terms of people kind of, ask like they fill out what they want to gain out Mm -hmm. of it and Mm -hmm. then you kind of work towards their requirements so Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what yeah kind of talk about how that works and also talk about like why you guys did it that way sure i i think for us it starts at a a sort of belief that bespoke nutrition is the answer to a lot of the food problems that we have in the world today so things like food waste are really solved with bespoke nutrition 25 percent of the food that leaves the farm gate in the uk is wasted and like a huge percentage of that is the soggy spinach that people have in the back of their fridge right now Mm -hmm. right and so people go to waitrose they buy one bag of spinach which is roughly maybe two or three meals worth but then they you know don't make that many meals and and there they are with some left over and so ultimately for us we're effectively portioning uh, the exact amount for the customer each time. So we produced about 100,000 meals last month and every single meal was weighed out for the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so we solved the food waste problem on that. We also realized that each person walking around outside and walking into Pret is a different size person and they've each got different goals, different requirements, different allergies, everything. And they are all going into Pret and having the exact same size sandwich. So we think that there's something innately wrong with that. Um, and that it's not then fulfilling people's actual requirements because it's not bespoke. And so for us, we take all of those measurements. We have that holistic approach to understanding what else are you eating? What will you be eating, you know, from fresh fitness food? Um, you know, how much are you training? How active are you? What's your height, weight and age? And we factor all of those variables before we decide which meals you're going to get and the portion sizes of those meals. And then even the makeup size within it. So are they a carb heavy meal? You know, is there a significant portion of the protein, which could be anything from a 
tempeh right through to eggs mm. um and then we you know are you having any snacks juices and things on top of that and then lastly we also now factor you know what might be missing from your micronutrient profile and so there's a quiz you can take on our website and then we offer a supplement that can come with that as well so for a lot of our uh, clients who are coming on board who are purely plant-based we'll recommend a b12 or you know a vegan omega and things like that to go alongside their plan to make sure that we're getting like a completely holistic offering to the customer i mean it's incredible because that does so much people's thinking for them because some people wouldn't even have thought to even do that much research into their own bodies that you guys have just naturally done for them and we want to help people win right like Mm. in life and people have a certain amount of bandwidth and they have a certain amount of time in their day Mm. and some people want to absolutely prioritize all of that time towards their relationships their kids their work their reading you know their training for example and so we take out so much that bandwidth our customers are never stood in waitrose staring at the shelves wondering what they should cook that evening Mm -hmm. we take all of that uh, kind of cognitive load away from our clients and allow them to purely focus on that and that's quite a weird thing, like as a concept to think about. I spoke to a client the other day who said he's only had water in his fridge for the last five years. And he said to me, Crazy. that's quite weird, isn't it, Casper? He said, you know, food is such a huge part of somebody's life. And he said, I haven't thought about food in five years. That's I haven't mad. thought about where it's going to come from. I haven't thought about where I need to go buy it. He's just let his subscription roll over. And every day food appears on his doorstep that is crazy and that's quite weird yeah and i'm not saying that's perfect for everybody like myself for example i get my lunch um, my breakfast and lunch from ff and then i'll often cook in the evenings Mm -hmm. so for me i enjoy that cooking part of my day and so the office plan is is better for me yeah though that is mad i cannot Mm. imagine opening my fridge and just water being there yeah that is so crazy and in terms of like i think a lot of things I mentioned on here is about holistic health in terms of mm-hmm. health isn't just what you eat. It's, it's obviously how you work out, how you sleep. Mm-hmm. Talk about like how you mirror that as a person because I feel like holistic is such a big part of fresh fitness food. Does that kind of resonate with you as well? Yeah, I think so. I think that if you if you look at some of those, you know, what have we got on that list? So we've got sleep, we've got mental health, We've got exercise, we've got food. I, I don't know what I'm missing there, but um, you know, m- maybe it's um, relationships and, and things like that as well. Uh, all, you know, all of those things that that come under that kind of health bracket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's plenty more like derivatives of those as well. If you if you if you have some issues in your life, and and it might be issues with any number of those things. So it might be a sleep issue, it might be a mental health issue, it might be a a weight issue. Um, if you start by just changing your food, you will dramatically influence those other factors. Mm. So if if you have to start anywhere in your journey to improving your sleep, or improving your weight, or improving your exercise, or improving your relationships improving your mental health or or the ability to concentrate at work and your productivity if you just change your food everything else gets significantly easier Mm, you know yeah and so i think that um for us we've definitely got a holistic output and you know approach to to somebody's health and we and we want to help them you know achieve like i said we want to help them win as an individual and we want to give them more time back in their day as well so there's productivity within that but 
just by supplying the right food, everything else changes. Yeah. People come to us, they say they've got a gut health issue or they say they've got a sleep issue or they say they can't get pregnant and they'll be on the service for a couple of weeks or month and everything else just sorts itself out because your body is an incredible detoxifying machine. You don't need to drink juice for three days or you know not eat for 48 hours or whatever to detox you just need to eat well for a couple of weeks and your body will do the rest yeah no it's so true it is crazy and like I think relationships is a big one like I think Mm -hmm. you know I've spoken to people who've had eating disorders and everything like that and like the like pressure that puts on relationships is crazy Mm -hmm. so I think Mm -hmm. yeah food does like it doesn't solve everything but it solves a lot of a lot of things and it makes the other things easier to sort after Mm -hmm. that definitely so you mentioned food waste earlier in terms of like you guys obviously portion everything out Mm -hmm. am i right in saying you also do other things to help battle food waste as a company yeah sure it starts by massively using technology to decrease the amount of excess food we have so a meal delivery business like ours and any number of our uh i don't want to call them competitors because i'm huge fans of anybody trying to make people healthy but you know other players in our space Um, is that we're all trying to make the right amount of food each day to package it to meet the requirements. And once you reach sort of scale, so say you're making 100 or 150 kilos of a curry or a braise or a, you know, anything, right? Um, The percentages start to really add up to large quantums of actual food. Mm -hmm. And when you see that, you're like, wow, you know, when you see what 20 kilos of a curry looks like that you've cooked by accident too much, that's a huge amount of food that can feed yeah. a lot of people if you say an average serving is maybe 350 grams. So um, we tackle that, first of all, by having incredible technology. We've got a platform that we've built called Lavo Plus, which is an ERP system and a recipe system within it. And that allows us to effectively, really efficiently both deliver to the customer, but also organize our ordering so that we have very low wastage and we have the right amounts of things so we run somewhere between 0.3 and 0.5 percent excess food i wouldn't call it food waste but excess food that's produced that gets packaged packaged up and then we have partnerships with the felix project uh, with fair share and with the london soup kitchen and a couple of other soup kitchens where we'll distribute down that to either people living on the streets or people or children who you know require better you know more nutrition than they have access to that's so good. I mean, I think I had a story that you might have told someone that you saw a fresh fitness food bag like on like by someone who was homeless. Yeah, we we've actually had that quite a lot. A lot of people send us pictures of um of people who are, are sleeping rough and then they're using our cool bags to collect coins. That's really not quite... that we've gifted them to them, so I don't <laughs> know where they've got them from, but um I guess anything uh and every little bit helps. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so I also want to talk about eating locally and like sourcing locally. Mm-hmm, like, is mm-hmm. that something that you guys focus on when you're getting all your ingredients for the recipes? Cause I know, yeah, that's quite a big thing at the moment. Yeah. So there's definitely like a bunch of things. We'll, we'll make every effort to, to source locally, but I think it's disingenuous of any brand to say that they are, a you know, to, to, to open in London with a headline of I sourced locally personally. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I see brands do that. And really what they're talking about is the two or three brands that are local and then somewhere between, you know, 70 to 90% of their things are coming from the Netherlands and from, you know, Spain or Kenya or even further afield, you know. And so 
reality is is you know we're sourcing our products from local suppliers who are often aggregators for where they're getting things that are in season around the eu so a lot of our key SKUs will come from the uk um, but sometimes in winter months in the UK, there's actually very little that's actually produced mm. here. And so those items will then shift, right? So tomatoes, if we're using them in winter, which often we are because, you know, we'll, that's what the consumer wants, then we're getting that from other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we'll try to support smaller local suppliers. So the Daily Dose guys who are just down the road are absolutely brilliant. Um, and they're just down the road in Battersea. And, and we work with them a lot for um, cold press juices and stuff like that. Uh, and then you've got even like tempeh and things like that are all made down the road from us or our fish supplier is just down the road from us and they're getting fish from really local places as well. Um, so as much as we can, and I think it's about making a conscious effort towards that, mm. but I think that the reality of being an operator in the space is that you you know, you know, have to be honest and transparent with your customers about where food's coming from yeah. and to say we source locally just because a few items do is disingenuous. Yeah. We, we source from where we get the highest quality items at the best time of year and then we try to shift our menus to make sure that they're as seasonal as possible. Mm. UK is probably getting most somewhere between 70 to 75 percent of its produce in the summer months so when may to september is coming from the uk and then throughout the winter months most of that ships out to hotter places so spain portugal and things like that Mm -hmm. and that's what you're getting in the supermarkets if you read any of the labels yeah i mean you can only do your best and also the consumers want certain like we don't want to eat seasonally all the time we we're used to getting everything whenever we want it so So there's a a mindset change from consumers as well. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So we like touched on the plant-based movement a little Mm -hmm. bit, but like, where do you stand with it at the moment? Like, where are you currently sat in terms of your personal diet when it comes to plant-based? Yeah, great, great question. I wish I was plant-based, right? And I've, I've said this a bunch of times to friends. I am like, I do not have, and I'm willing to own this. Like, I do not have the willpower or strength to... Uh, move to a plant-based diet and I think this is the best answer because Mm -hmm. I think anyone that tries to give any other like bullshit response around like oh plants have feelings too or something like that is just trying to what about the question Mm -hmm. and the reality is is that I find like you know animal proteins delicious I'm conscious that you know where that's coming from and the cruelty to animals and the you know the ethical reasons behind it as well as the environmental reasons behind it are pretty horrific mm. but like i think the best answer is to own that and say that i think a lot of those things you know make up a part of my diet that i would struggle to remove um and the few times that i've tried to go fully plant-based you know i've massively struggled and it's mainly from a just a purely mental reason of how i feel nourished or uh, you know, the things that I enjoy or that are a part of my lifestyle, particularly as a chef. And that's the best answer I've got. So for me, I've simply made the move to try to incorporate more plant-based meals throughout my diet, particularly, and this is something I'd advertise to anybody, as you learn more and more about nutrition and as nutrition becomes more updated, you don't need to be eating that much meat, even if you've got a body composition goal. So, you know, I train a lot in like CrossFit or boxing or cycling and things like that. And fairly high intensity sports that require like really good nutrition behind them and the reality is is you do not need that higher meat diet that people used to think you did Mm. second of all is if you're trying to lose weight again people that think they need that super high animal protein diet to lose weight is not a requirement you just need to eat less calories yeah and so 
you know, as I become more conscious of that, I've become less worried about, oh, do I need to be eating so much protein? And I'm rather just looking for getting a really balanced diet that supports the training I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the movement itself is really interesting and I hope becomes like more predominant. I think the way the industry started to tackle it, which I think mirrors a lot of my approach to it, is that rather than people moving to a fully vegan diet, that they're simply incorporating more plant-based meals into their diet. Mm. If you think about, you know, my business today at 100,000 meals last month, if people all of a sudden, you know, ate 25% less fresh fitness food, that would be devastating to my business. That would be monumental. We're talking about a huge portion of that coming out and it's huge, right? For people to eat 25% less meat, you are going to massively reduce the amount of meat production in the UK. And it's not that big a deal in terms of your you know, week that and, and the things that you eat. You could yeah. cut out breakfast or lunch or whatever and you're at 25%. Mm. Um, so moving to even more like 50% or 75% is, is very easy to do, I think. And I think that that is a good approach from the industry. I think that that approach needs to be pushed uh, harder over time. Mm. As much as people make a lot of noise that veganism is, you know, becoming like this giant part of the UK, I think we're at two point five percent of the UK is vegan at the moment, yeah. which is something like six X over the last five years. Um, and vegan snacks have been on an upward trajectory ever since, but meat snacks are actually increasing at a faster rate than mm. vegan snacks are. Yeah. And so for all that there's like a lot of noise around it, I think then is still a huge opportunity um, mm. for people to grab a lot more of that market. And that with more delicious products and a more, um, I guess, approach to it that includes more plant-based meals rather than simply moving to full veganism is is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I think it doesn't have to be so black and white. And I feel yeah. like if people have that mindset, then they're going to struggle. But I think mm-hmm. if you have it like, just do what you can where you can, I think that's really great. And if the whole world went plant-based, not that we would, but like mm. that would also be super dangerous as well. So it's not like the way forward for everyone but i think a bit for everyone is really is definitely a good thing yeah and very easy to do Mm, definitely so what is your weakness like what could you not what would you struggle to oh there's so many things uh god i'd probably have to go all out and say steak yeah yeah bad i know well not bad i I, no i I mean you like steak so um i think that for me it's probably the same as many other people which is that it's not necessarily one thing people might say bacon or something like that but i personally don't actually think that's people's problem the problem with going plant-based is you're fine for a couple of days and then you turn up at a friend's dinner and they've got mozzarella all over the salad and you're like fuck you know yeah I need and it. so yeah. that that's when being plant-based becomes really difficult for people yeah. and it's often not a barrier of like an individual item and that's why i think a softer approach of gently like easing out certain meals but then also you know just prioritizing quality when you're you know moving towards eating some of the things that come from animal products yeah no for sure for sure i think the social part of things definitely is hard for people i mean yeah. i find it difficult as well like i am plant-based but when you go I don't want to be awkward either so mm-hmm. when you go to someone's house and they're always like oh I'm really sorry I'm like, don't be sorry I'm just not going to have yep. XYZ yep. Um, but yeah no it is definitely challenging so what's next for Fresh Fitness Food as a company? Well first of all on the plant based one um, for Fresh Fitness Food we, we by the way have a lot of plant based people in our, in our office um, and it's something that we think is an excellent way to eat 
you know, ethically and for the planet, but also nutritiously, as I've said, as more and more education comes out around that and the, the fact that you don't need a high propensity of animal products, particularly if you're going for weight loss rather than something like muscle gain. Mm. And so for fresh fitness food, we haven't put a hard number on it yet, but we're looking to slowly reduce the amount of animal products in our meals um, and then quite significantly reduce that. But we're looking at somewhere between a two and four year timeline. Our goal or our sort of OKR within our business is to significantly reduce the amount of animal product meals in our uh, offering without losing any customers and without being detrimental to the nutrition that we're offering, particularly at a macronutrient profile. So there's some really like difficult challenges for us when it comes to uh, hitting certain macronutrient profiles while staying within a plant-based diet. You know, for all that beans are really high in protein, they're also really high in carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely interesting challenges that we're working out there with our chefs and stuff like that. So we're not looking to make it an overnight thing because we don't want to lose any customers as we make that change. But mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a key goal from within our business. Um, as far as the business as a whole is concerned, I think that COVID has had a really interesting impact on the space. So many brands were propped up over the last two years by covid and for fresh fitness food we, we certainly did well but we're still growing outside of it we're up year on year and we're looking to you know continue that trajectory where we think that the uk can um you know take take on a product like ours more and more is simply by uh, educating the uk more on nutrition so mm-hmm. for us a huge part of our marketing and our um I guess our comms and our brand over the, over the next couple of years will be about education around nutrition. So educating people about whether it's plant-based things, whether it's macronutrients uh, or whether it's general nutrition. So check out our blog and sign up to our newsletter. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of content coming out from Fresh Fitness Food over the next couple of years to help educate the audience. We're seeing places like Australia or the US or even Poland. Poland has a huge market for meal delivery, bigger than, bigger than the UK. Um, Yeah, which is crazy um, just in terms of the population change. But we're seeing that those audiences are often more educated around nutrition, uh, particularly in the US and Australia. And so that's where you then get a higher propensity for people to order um, and, you know, because they prioritize it and they prioritize their health more. Mm. They prioritize where they're going to spend their net income. And so, you know, for us, look out for a lot of content coming on nutrition. Definitely. I also think that, like for as a result of covid for you guys i feel like there was such a focus on like self-care during lockdowns and mm-hmm. people were experimenting with cooking like everyone was cooking banana yep. breads and everything was you know loads of things are happening yep. i feel like then people are now getting back to work and going into offices and they probably miss home cooked food or like nice food so i feel mm-hmm. like you definitely feel that gap because where they were used to having delicious lunches when they were working from home yep. now yep. they're like i don't want my boots meal deal anymore i want something better so i guess yep maybe people are aware of them they need to like invest a bit more into what what they eat so that's definitely where you guys yeah come definitely in. and i think on top of that is there's, there's a great quote which is um people don't know how good their bodies are meant to feel and mm. i think that you know i'd challenge anybody to do a couple of weeks on fresh fitness food and then just tell me how you're feeling you know, yeah. maybe write down how you're feeling before it and then do a couple of weeks and then write down how you're feeling. And we survey our clients. And we get amazing stats back on mental health, on just general energy levels, on all of these kind of factors that are often, you know, great markers that people improve on. And so I really hope that if people have experienced that somewhat in lockdown or they simply want to take better care of themselves because it improves every other area of your life, your productivity, your ability to get a pay rise, 
you know, your uh, sex life, your relationships, like all of these things are improved when you improve your diet. And yeah. so I really hope that people uh, prioritize that now that we've had the giant health scare that's been the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. For sure, for sure. So I have a last question that I ask everyone. I mm-hmm. love it. I'm super fascinated about it. What is your last meal? Starter, main course and dessert, what would it be? And would you be cooking it or would you be going out? And like, if so, like, what would be your like dream? Oh God, great question. Uh, my last meal. Um, interesting. Would I be cooking it? I would. Uh, I would. I would. God, really tough. If it's other hard. people were there and I was there with friends, I would probably want to cook it mm-hmm. um, in a really nice kitchen or my own kitchen, like the one I've just got now. I would definitely enjoy cooking it and and bringing something together that you know I get a lot of joy from that. Um, if I was going out, we're talking like a, you know, I don't know, somewhere uh, hot and sunny and with a view of the ocean and we're sat there and there's fresh fish, mm-hmm. you know, being cooked on a, on a barbecue or something like that. And then it's really just all about the people. But if I'm cooking at home, um, I'm a huge fan of like something like a burrata starter, not mm-hmm. vegan, I know. Yeah, uh, that's fine. And then again, we're probably talking about a steak main course mm-hmm. and then for dessert, probably like a lemon tart. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I did a birthday once, uh, God, I was a couple of years ago now. Um, I always like have my best friends come down and, and I like bring people together for like a really special meal I try to on my birthday. I love celebrating my birthday. Yeah. And one year I said, we're just going to do all of my favorite food. And we had uh, the, just rocket and palms and salad. Mm, and then we one. had uh, truffle pasta where everyone had fresh truffles that they shaved over it. We oh booked a whole God. restaurant out. This is um, insane. And we brought a chef in who did all the cooking for the evening. And then we finished off the meal with lemon tart. And it was a really cool evening. That's and so cool. it was just a real focus on the food. And we drank like uh, burgundy red. And uh, I, th- I can't remember. I think we had like South African white wine. And it was so absolutely delicious. Nice. But uh, yeah, that would probably be something again that I go for a last meal. Yeah, that is a really, really good yeah. one. But life's short. You should eat all the good things. Yeah, you know? all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should. You should for sure. Well, thank you so, so much. If anyone here is listening and they're like, oh my God, I really want to try fresh fitness food now. You've got, you guys have given us a code. So mm-hmm. Greedy65 gives you £65 off a five-day trial yep. of fresh fitness food which makes each day incredibly cheap we're talking something like 15 pounds for three meals so I mean, less than mad. five pounds a meal i think it actually works out in the end uh which is an amazing way to trial the service and get a real feel for it over five days and then you can roll on after that and do it a couple of weeks and uh i promise you you will feel absolutely amazing yeah i can imagine like yeah. it just sounds perfect well, we want to help you win yeah absolutely well thank you so much it's been super interesting and well done everything you're doing i think it's um incredibly important that more people uh prioritize a plant-based diet and find interesting ways to bring those products to consumers Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of challenges in this industry and i think that um the vegan community is very much behind you so well done with what you're doing thank you thank you hopefully lots of exciting things soon but thank you thank you for having me Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And if Casper has converted you into trying fresh fitness food, or if you want to feel the best you've ever felt, or fancy opening your fridge and just seeing bottles of water, which I can just imagine that being mad, then it's just in time for summer. As we just mentioned, 
Fresh Fitness Food have given Greedy Vegan a code, which is Greedy65. And by using that, you will receive £65 off of your first five-day trial. And I'll also add this in the notes. So thanks again. Go ahead and check out Fresh Fitness Food. It's absolutely insane. Delicious, healthy, nutritious, absolutely everything delivered to your door. What is not to love? Also, you need a bit of Greedy Vegan on the side, obviously. But thanks again and see you again next week. Thank you.